0: Hey, Faith. Hey, Dan. Are you ready?
1: Are you ready?
0: I'm ready. I'm ready, too. It's TV Tuesday, and guess what? You are taking the lead on this one, because this show, this week on TV Tuesday, was your pick. Go ahead and introduce it, please.
1: We are going to be talking about the X-Files, finally.
0: <laughs> finally. Finally. We are going to be talking about the Season mm-hmm. 1, Episode 3. Squeeze. Squeeze. This yes. is uh, this is one of my favorites.
1: Oh, it's one of my favorites, too, if not my favorite.
0: So let's see what we've got here. Go ahead and tell them about it, Faith.
1: The original air date for this episode was September 24th, 1993. It was written by Glenn Morgan and James Wong, directed by Harry Longstreet, with Michael Cattleman directing additional footage. Would you like to tell us who it stars?
0: It starred David Duchovny as Fox Mulder, better known to his friends as (laughs) Jillian Anderson as Dana Scully, Mr. Doug Hutchison as Eugene Toombs, and he's really good in this, and one of my favorite character actors, Donald Logue as Agent Tom Colton. Did you see Donald Logue on the Gotham TV show, Faith?
1: I did. Playing Harvey Bullock. See, I was watching this episode, I'm like, where do I know him from?
0: He's, he's in a lot of stuff. I, I've always just really liked him. He's I think he's good. a great actor, and uh, I think he's pretty good in this. So what else do we have, Faith?
1: Would you like me to uh, give a little history about The X-Files to our listeners? Not only
0: would I like to hear the history, I know our listeners would, too.
1: All right. Well, let's Let's, do let's it. go for it. So The X-Files is an American science fiction drama television series created by Chris Carter. The original television series aired from September 10, 1993 to May 19, 2002 on Fox. Let's see. The series revolves around FBI special agents Fox Mulder and Dana Scully who investigate the X-Files, which are unsolved cases involving paranormal phenomena. Mulder believes in the existence of aliens in the paranormal, while Scully, a medical doctor and a skeptic, is assigned to make scientific analysis of Mulder's discoveries to debunk his work and thus return him to mainstream cases. So, where do you fall? You know, where are you at with.
0: I'm a spooky Mulder all the way. <laughs> me
1: too.
0: <laughs> I'm a spooky Mulder all the Sorry, way. Sorry, Scully. I love it. I her have book. a healthy, I think I have a healthy <laughs> bit of Scully in me. Right. Which means that uh, I can discern between. The paranormal stuff that's uh crap and not crap, but uh, I'm I'm, I'm on team spooky all the way, team spooky. (laughs) And uh, I don't know if you had it mentioned here. It also came back. Did it come back for two revivals? I
1: have it down here. You have it down uh, there, I think I do. If not, you can go ahead and tell everybody. Actually, uh, no, I actually don't have it. It came
0: back for two revivals, and uh, they also did two feature films. Of it, it's pretty popular. Pretty popular series. It
1: is. I meant to mention that. Thank you for pointing that out. To that's why I'm.
0: That's why I'm spooky.
1: But did you know that it was inspired by earlier television series?
0: I. It would not surprise (laughs) me. And to tell you the truth, I don't know too terribly much about the history of the X Files. So this is. This is all kind of actually knew,
1: But I was doing more research about it, and um, it was inspired by early television series which featured elements of suspense and speculative fiction, including the Twilight Zone.
0: One of my favorites, and we did an episode last week on TV Tuesday. Please check it out.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Also, Night Gallery, Tales from the Dark Side, Twin Peaks, which Mm -hmm. I can absolutely see. How do you pronounce this last thing here?
0: Kolchak the Night Stalker. I have never heard of that. It starred Darren McGavin. Uh, He is best known as the dad in A Christmas Story. It lasted one season I think maybe 13 episodes, 18 at the most. I could be wrong on that. You watched And it's awesome. I've I, never heard of it. Let me tell you how far back I go with Cold Jack. So when I got hip to what this show was, 10 15 years ago I rented it through Netflix I actually got the disc sent to me in oh, the wow. mail and I will watch the complete Cold Check run Cold Check is on the list for TV Tuesday Cold Check is
1: uh, I mean if it's awesome, similar to this and- it's
0: it's quite amazing and uh definitely you can see the influence on on this just a bit
1: Awesome I'm going so. to check this out well, back to this, uh, when creating the main characters, Carter sought to sought to reverse gender stereotypes by making Mulder a believer and Scully a, skept- a skeptic. I'm sorry, I cannot talk today. Um, the first seven seasons featured Duchovny and Anderson equally. Now, could you have seen that flipped?
0: Could I have seen? You know, that was one of the points I was going to make um, later in the show. I think one of the great things about this show is that they have the male character Being the more intuitive character, which is something that you usually assign to the female, and she's the more logical, analytical. uh, She's really kind of Spock in a lot of ways from Star Trek, but um, I I like it's to me it's not it's not a cheap reversal because Mulder still has masculine qualities about him, but uh, it's neat. It need, I think it drives a lot of the friction I think between so. them.
1: I think too. I think if it were casted differently, maybe it would be a little different. But I think who plays these parts, it works well.
0: And the series still worked with Robert Patrick when he came in as uh, as the agent that replaced Mulder in that last in that last season or two seasons. And it, it just and it was. It's still a great show and had a lot to say. It but it lacked that kind of spark that right. that uh, Fox and
1: Oh, Dana yeah, have absolutely. So, want me to talk a little bit about this episode for you?
0: Let's give them a little backstory on this episode. So, this
1: episode is Squeeze. We mentioned, um, it is the third episode of the first season of the American science fiction television series The X Files. It premiered on the Fox Network on September. Uh, why can't I talk today?
0: Is it September twenty fourth, nineteen ninety three? That's it. That's it. Yeah. It just, just it's in the ether now. Does it? yeah. <laughs>
1: I said Squeeze was written by Glenn Morgan and James Wong at the beginning and directed by Harry Longstreet. Um, let's see, with some extra work uh, from Michael Cattle- Cattleman. Is that how you say that?
0: That's how. That's how we're going to say it.
1: That's how I'm going to say it. Directing some additional footage. The episode featured the first of the two guest appearances by Doug Hutchinson as a mutant serial killer, Eugene Victor Toombs, a role he would reprise in Toombs. *Squeeze* is the first Monster of the Week episode of The X-Files, a standalone plot which is unconnected to the series' overarching mythology. Yes. Did you know that?
0: I actually did know that. Really? Yes, I did.
1: (laughs) So like I said, this is personally one of my favorite episodes Out of all of them, one I like to revisit a lot. Would you put this um, on a top five list? I know I would.
0: Top five list of Of X-Files episodes? Absolutely, I would. And for the simple reason that this is the very first episode of this show that I ever saw. And it got me hooked into it. Yeah. So um, as we've established on previous episodes of The Late Night Fright, I am 40. I was all of 14 when this show premiered on Fox in 1993. And I couldn't drive at the time. And mom, you know, wouldn't always take me places on Friday nights to stay out all night. So I would find myself home on Friday nights. And this show came on on Friday nights. And it was great. I mean, I was the perfect age for this. Yeah. Um, because, you know, the creepy crawlies and the boogers and the science fiction. And then Gillian Anderson uh, kind of became one of those geek sex symbols. So... Yeah, it, uh, this was the very like I said, I remember seeing this episode very vivid. The first time I saw it, I remember I just really got hooked into the show. I thought it was great. I didn't I hadn't really seen anything like it. And and I go True. back and watch these episodes and I still feel like there really hasn't been quite a lot like this on TV. But I would definitely uh, from a personal standpoint, but then also from, um, you know, from just the show in general, I definitely put it in the top five.
1: Me too, for sure. Um, it's a
0: great uh, it's a great entryway into the series. Yeah, it's if you've never seen an X Files episode, you can watch this episode and, and find out exactly what's going exactly. on in this world.
1: Yeah, because I watched basically, you know, I started the series from the beginning, but once I got right to this, I was like, oh, there we go, you know, this is it. <laughs> this is it for me.
0: And uh, one, of the, I want to add this real quick. We talked about the influences on the X Files. This episode in particular, the show Smallville, that was about Superman growing up um, as a teenager. This episode was a huge influence on the very first season of Smallville because they did a lot of Monster of the Week things, and it always got compared to the X-Files, specifically to this episode. I love the X-Files. I love Smallville. I think I love those early seasons of Smallville because I like the X-Files so much. So, so this, uh, not only a lot of influence on it, a lot of influence coming off of it, too.
1: That's pretty cool. I've actually never, never seen Smallville. I suck, I guess, but
0: it's, it's a lot of fun.
1: I'll have to watch it. So let's talk about the story of this episode let's a little bit.
0: let talk about I it.
1: think it's pretty cool and creepy. I'll kind of talk about it a little bit. Go ahead. It's basically about a man who is almost 100 years old who can live for about 30 years at a time if he has five livers from his victims to regenerate himself. And then he hibernates basically in this nest of newspapers and rags and, and bile. And
0: Bile is the key ingredient. Bile. In that's the, it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> did did they ever discover that what whether it was actually bile? Or I don't that know, was just but that's her, what we're gonna say. We're that gonna it say is. it's bile. That's what
1: Mulder thought it was. So that's what we you know. Mulder's always right. That's what that's what it is. Mulder's you know? always right. <laughs> and the way he collects his livers are it's so interesting. You want to tell him how he does it
0: with his bare hands.
1: Yeah, but do you want to tell people how he gets to his victims?
0: Ah, he uh, shapeshifts. He has a mutation which allows him to elongate himself, mm-hmm. and he can get through. Uh, uh, he can get into hard-to-reach places. He's he can get through air vents and mm-hmm. air ducts and things like he that. He
1: can squeeze. He can
0: squeeze. <laughs> you know, I thought it was just a clever title.
1: He can squeeze. He can squeeze Eugene
0: Victor Toombs. (laughs) Now I also want this added uh, that Eugene Victor Toombs. We have to do the three names because he's a serial killer. Yeah, serial killers always get three names, don't they? Wait, is it serial killers that get three names or assassins that get the three names? No, it's it's
1: serial killers.
0: Yeah, well he's he's a murderer, so he gets he gets the three names. So there you go.
1: Yeah, I love this story. It was the first X-Files episode to feature a monster as opposed to any extraterrestrial entities. An ordinary human being with the ability to change form and contort his body to adapt to many different physical situations. So what are your thoughts on the story? you like it like I like it?
0: I love the story. I don't know. I know you like it for the creepy crawly booger aspect of it, don't you? Uh, I like the historical nature of it. I like the way that it, 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 even though it doesn't go back in time that this thing is kind of playing out over three time periods that, I like that it. they're looking at the, what is it? The 1966, the 33, like the 1903. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've got the older gentleman there, uh, who's in the rest home that was investigating him in 1933, mm-hmm, I believe. I so. And, uh, I like that aspect of it, that. This mystery kind of spans generations and, Uh, which adds to the kind of cool, creepy vibe, but also adds to the implausibility of the whole thing. And that, to me, is the aspect, maybe the most important aspect of the whole thing because that's the dividing line in the story of where do you believe or do you not believe, and that's the line in the sand that Miss Scully, Dr. Scully, I should say, finds herself having to cross. And that's a very interesting facet of this episode. Would you like to tell them what happens in this episode personally for Scully
1: she has to choose sides.
0: She has to choose sides, and yeah. she chooses.
1: You're jumping the gun here, Mulder. So, well, I've... <laughs> hey, I, I've done it. It's fine. It's all right. <laughs> so you, you've mentioned that you know I like the booger, the creepy crawly. Mm-hmm. He is one of my favorite aspects of of this episode. But I'm with you on the history part of it. I like all. I like the whole way that it was written out. The the
0: episode succeeds not because of the booger. The booger is a very great piece of this. Mm -hmm. The episode succeeds because of the relationships between the relationship between Sculder, Sculder, Sculder. (laughs) That's what we're calling them from now on, Sculder, uh, Scully and Mulder. uh, But then also uh, the situation that Scully finds herself in with the FBI and being kind of told to choose Mm -hmm. a side. And... And if you haven't seen the series in the pilot episode, she is basically told to spy on Mulder. she That's her job. And Mulder knows what she's doing. But she really, though, in this episode, goes over to to Team Mulder Mm -hmm. with a a healthy dose of skepticism. She's not all in on what he believes, but she believes in him and that he is a good agent and that there is some weird stuff out there and that they're going to. You know, she's going to assist him in getting to the to the truth of it. And I think that's a great character beat for Scully and really Absolutely. sets the tone for the rest of the series here.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. So let me go back to the booker. What did you think about Eugene? What did you think about it?
0: I I like the actor that plays him. He was in The Green Mile. He was really good in The Green Mile, playing a little nutty. <laughs> and uh, he has uh, something that I really like in things like this, he doesn't overplay it. He doesn't try to scare you. He just is very present Mm -hmm. in the scenes that he's in. He lets the effects do the talking. He lets the makeup do the talking, but he's very, Uh, there's a very sure presence about him. I like the design. I like the way that they lit the episode, that there was always that kind of nauseous yellow green tint Mm -hmm. to his world. And you had that nauseous yellow green tint on him. Mm -hmm. And his eyes reminded me of incredible Hulk eyes for a Hulk out. You know, he had that kind of those cool contacts in Mm -hmm. there. Uh, I can't say enough about the design of him, the performance and then the writing of him, because that's, I'd, again, this was the first episode I had seen, so I, as an older person going back and looking at it, even though I'm not that old, maybe, um, Very old. it's debatable, uh, <laughs> but going back and looking at it, that is an extremely creepy thing that someone would be able to get into a secure room, and then that he is cannibalistic <laughs> and is going to eat you. <laughs> so I'm trying to remember, and this isn't in my notes, did they ever say why he is the way that he is in this episode?
1: I can't remember. I I know. I think it's more in the second episode. Yeah. I know they talked about genetic mutation, all that kind of stuff. You yeah. know.
0: And that's fine. I really don't need to know. He's just right? creepy. And <laughs> and then of course, then you add the aspect that he's going to kill you with his bare hands. He's going to just rip out exactly these livers. And I like I said, I I think he's a I think he's a great booger.
1: I think he's too. I think I like it because he kills for a a purpose, not just like he's some crazy killer like oh, i'm just gonna kill this random person the survival or, aspect there's like a sur- yeah there's good. a survival element to him like and, he needs something to literally live
0: and spoiler when he goes after scully at the end of the episode mm-hmm. there's nothing salacious about it he's not getting kicks off of seeing this woman in her bra and in right. this vulnerable state as she's getting ready to take a shower he's he's doing it for survival mm-hmm. and i think that makes him very Dangerous.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: There's the instinct aspect of him, like a, like an animal. Um, yeah. It, but unrepentant too. That's the thing. He's. It's really an interesting, interesting character. I, I, I like he's him different. a
1: lot. I think that's why I like him. He's just very different from things you see in a lot of stuff. You know?
0: I did read. Is it in your research that uh, Doug Hutchison, who played Eugene Victor Tombs wanted to do a third episode with him? He wanted to do a prequel episode oh, sure. and had written some of it, but. For whatever reason, uh, they they didn't get around I to it. Have. It's it's wonderful. I mean, it's he's a it's a great character. I'm glad that. And this was, uh, you know, if if you I know a lot of you out there have been following the show. If you're new to the show, this TV Tuesday is a new thing for us, and we're kind of revisiting old, uh, classics of the past, maybe some newer stuff, but a lot of older classics that we like with horror or science fiction, kind of macabre themed shows. X-Files was, uh, always at the top of the list. And this episode in particular was face pick. And I think this was a really good pick for not only for, for the TV Tuesday that we're doing, but for the the X-Files series that we're doing here. Um, this was, this was great. I enjoyed watching this again. So (laughs)
1: Oh, I'll watch it as much as I possibly can. <laughs> I just love this episode. I want to go back to something really quick since you yes. kind of jumped the gun I on what did. I was going to ask. The moment where Scully chooses a side, what what were you thinking? Like the whole time that was happening, where are you on that?
0: I I was with her. I think she wanted to choose that side. And let me add this now. There's a a pecking order in the FBI. There's this battle going on in the FBI. Uh, in the mythology of this series, there's kind of the white hats and the black hats. They have names. I cannot remember what they, there's like the Alliance and the Empire, or something, something, the good guys and the bad guys. Right. And you see them with the cigarette smoking guy. And, and so there's a battle in the Bureau as to who gets to hold the truth. Uh, and there's a lot of politics. And you see the politics of the FBI at play here. This Donald Logue, who's great in the episode, uh, you know, will do anything to get ahead. and and, you know walk over anybody he needs to um and you kind of see that here even though this isn't in that big mythology of the show but you see that there's some splinters in the fbi so i think her picking a side is very important moving forward because like we said she was sent to spy on him
1: right
0: here she's with him right she's absolutely with him and i think that's i think it's even though it's a standalone uh, episode, it's very important, I think, in the whole mythology of the series. And, I, and again, I love the fact that the the kind of intuitive, feminine qualities are given to Mulder, and the more masculine, logical, rational qualities are given to Scully. I love that about these about these two. And what I just said about the uh, the the groups in the FBI, I have a lot more to say about what the X files is really about when we get more into the X files, Uh, just because it's really not pertinent to this episode here, but there's, there's some lore here and I think there's some truth here that there's a lot of esoteric truth. And I think that Chris Carter, to give a very short summation, there's a wonderful series on the Gaia channel, Gaia.com. They're known for the yoga videos. They have a streaming channel. It's awesome. I highly recommend it. I wouldn't say it has my heart like Shudder, but they do have a a series called Hollywood Decoded where they look at esoteric messages in a lot of Hollywood films. They do one on the X-Files and a lot of people think Chris Carter might be getting information from the White Hats Hmm. in the CIA from real guys working in intelligence who have funneled him information and want this information out there. I'm not saying that this is information about aliens. What I'm saying is think truthful things right. and if you've seen um the reboot series or the revisit of the series it's all there it all leads it all leads somewhere but again we're going to talk more about that because i can go off she knows i can i can i can talk about the the grand conspiracy for hours but but i do want to make the point that the other great thing about the x-files is when this show premiered in 93 93 it came mm-hmm. out there was nothing like this on TV, and there was no real kind of internet at the time. It was in its infancy. And things that conspiracy theorists had been working on for years were showing up on this show. Right. Some of them got their name from this show. Hmm. Things that came true that when documents started coming out. So that, again, when I was talking about with Chris Carter, that's where... Some of this comes from. So there's a lot more to this show than just "Hey, this is a fun throwback to, to Star right. Trek." There's something going on here.
1: No, I, I agree with you.
0: And um, we're going to talk more about that. I don't. I don't want to scare people off quite yet. But uh, <laughs> uh, but that uh, on Gaia.com, as I said, there's Hollywood Decoded with two great uh, great film critics and conspiracy theory. I don't even think it's a conspiracy theory because. As someone said recently, if you can call me a conspiracy theorist, I can call you a conspiracy coincidentalist. <laughs> like all these things just coincidentally happen. Right. So I get to, I get to call you that. And uh, and I think I just asked myself as a as a total uh, I believe it all people. I believe it all. So, but uh, I love that. Anyway, getting back to there's more to say about the X Files as we get into this. We're going to talk more about the big mythology right. and the big, the big conspiracy. So, um, I enjoyed it.
1: Right.
0: I enjoyed it. It's, it's really good. And it holds up 20, 26, mm, yeah. 26 years.
1: It's Do amazing. you have a favorite scene or favorite moment from the episode?
0: I don't, I don't really. Well, I like the moment cause it reminded me of something out of alien when they're walking in his little lair and the bile's fallen mm-hmm. from, from the, uh, ceiling. I, I just really like everything happening in this episode. I think as a writer it's a really well written episode. Right. As someone watching mm-hmm. someone watching television it's really entertaining. Uh, I, I do have a favorite moment. It's when Mulder shows up on her stakeout and he's real kind of loosey goosey with his sunflower seeds and, <laughs> and telling her she's in the wrong spot. And um I like it. Yeah. I, I just I like it. I just I like these characters. I like revisiting Me this too. world.
1: I like the moment when uh they were in his little Nest, well, Mulder was, and he came across Scully's necklace in the trophy collection. Right. It was like, oh, okay, and kind of hits you. And I really liked that. I like, I like that he had a little trophy collection, like they showed us. Right. I like right.
0: that. So it, it's it's a great episode. It's it just is. it's it just was, really good, and I've seen this several times, and
1: I feel like it gets better every, than how I every see time. Every time I watch
0: it, it's it's never old, and some of these great TV shows like Twilight Zone. We did twenty thousand nightmare, twenty thousand feet. Right. Uh, I've seen that several times. It never gets old. Certain episodes of Star Trek never get old for me. Certain episodes I've of,
1: watched Star Trek uh, over and over and there's,
0: there's other shows out there, some of them that we mentioned here. In, uh, Twin Peaks I've seen several times. and They they just never get old. That's the mark of just great yep. entertainment. And there's a reason you keep coming back to it. And a lot of it has to do with the people behind the camera. A lot of it has to do with people in front of the camera mm-hmm. and, and everybody that was making this right. great entertainment. That makes you think. Yeah. So I, I love it. I think that's what I like about the X-Files. It it Right. It as I said, I don't want to go too far down that path of the conspiracy theory. It validates a lot of things that I've read and mm-hmm. have known and have learned about and but it's also entertaining
1: exactly. on on top exactly. of it. So So needless to say, you are excited to do more X-Files episodes.
0: I <laughs> I am very excited to do more X-Files episodes. I feel like in our own little way, we are kind of uh, spooky and scully, I think, <laughs> in our own way. At least at least that's what I, I'd like to think. Possibly. 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 Do you have any idea what the next X-Files episode we do might be? I'm not sure.
1: Be? I'm not sure yet.
0: Well, then, let's let,
1: let's let it be a surprise. We'll have to give it some thought.
0: Faith, is the truth out there?
1: It definitely is. I want to believe. I want to believe, too.
0: You got anything else?
1: That's it. What about you?
0: Uh, watch the episode.
1: Definitely. If you haven't
0: seen it in a while, watch the episode. It's uh, They're up on Hulu, I believe. Is that they right?
1: Are.
0: They are. They're up on Hulu, and you can, of course, purchase them on, on Vudu mm-hmm. and other streaming sites for a pretty good price. Uh, first season, episode three, mm-hmm. and also want to make a quick point that this was the third broadcast episode, but was the second produced episode. It uh, came on third. Uh, I forget what the reason was, but there was a – Production. So this was actually supposed to be the second episode of the uh, okay. of the show coming off of the pilot, but right. it it doesn't really make too much of a difference. Okay. But uh, great stuff. The truth is out there.
1: I want to believe.
0: We'll see you on the other side. <laughs>